Hey guys, thank you so much for listening or watching our podcast. If you're enjoying our podcast, we would like to invite you to support us by leaving us a review. Let us know how you have been encouraged by each one of the stories that you have listened here. Also leaving us your feedback. You can also help by following us on social media on Instagram and Facebook or by liking or commenting on our post and also by sharing with your friends and family. Also, don't forget to subscribe on our podcast and YouTube channel. Another way that you can also help us is financially by visiting our Patreon page by going on the link here on the description. Late high school and then early college, I really struggled with disordered eating. And I was never clinically diagnosed as having an eating disorder, but I certainly had a problem. And it it was total idolatry. And it, it, I would say it was... A, a physical manifestation of my desire to be perfect, not just achieve my own righteousness, but physical perfection. I wanted to be perfect in the classroom. So many things. I was just constantly chasing perfection. And then that contributed to my doubting of my salvation because I kept failing. And the Lord was so kind to reveal to me that sin of idolatry, but even When I realized that and wanted to overcome the disordered eating and recognize that it was wrong, even in my attempt to overcome it, I was trying to do it in my own strength. This is Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives, a series dedicated to the testimonies of believers and followers of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Arlenis Bakalu. Welcome everyone to Ordinary People with Extraordinary Life. This is 2021, and this is, I believe, it's going to be the fourth episode that we're recording. 2021, it's already starting pretty good, I will say. And, well, let's say also ending with 2020 was a very exciting uh, year for us because we have the, we had the privilege to finally announce that we are joining the BART Network. So the BART Network, Biblical and Reform, it's... Um, it's just a community of podcasters and was created by Dwayne Atkinson, who is the host of the Bar Podcast. So a shout out to them, to Dwayne, and to everyone who is part of the Bart Network. So you can now find us there. So that's a very exciting. Also, we announced on January 1st that we are adding a new project into Ordinary People with Extraordinary Life and our podcast. And this addition will be directly to our ladies out there. And we have our dear friend, Isabel LeBron, who kindly have taken on this project. We are so excited to partner with her. So basically, uh, this new edition, which we have called Women Who Fear the Lord, it comes out from Proverbs 31. And Isabel will be focusing in just bringing weekly devotional for our ladies. And what we have asked to our audience is just to well, to the ladies out there specifically, is to submit any questions that you might want us to address during this part of the podcast. So Isabel will be willing, you know, to talk about marriage, uh, singleness, um, even her own journey with cancer. If you have dealt with any sickness or specifically with cancer and you have any questions with that. Uh, so basically any questions that you guys have. So it will be great if you just submit, send us your question and we will be addressing that in a podcast. On another note, uh, very excited. Another day, exciting day. I don't know if you guys listened to our first episode of January, on January 2021. So we released our episode with 
Coach Zach, we just call him Coach. <laughs> but uh, as you remember, I mentioned his uh, his wife, Amy, a dear friend. And we even heard him saying some things that he loves about his wife. Well, today I have the privilege to have her joining me on our podcast. So welcome, Amy, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so, so thankful for this opportunity. And you and Ricky have been such a blessing and are so precious to my husband and I. So I've been looking forward to this for a long time, mostly just to get to spend time with you. But hopefully (laughs) it's an encouragement to your listeners as well. So yeah, I'm sure it will be. Like I told Coach, you guys have been also a blessing to us. We love you guys. And I remember when I was editing his episode i was just like oh my goodness i miss him so much and <laughs> we just too long we live like what 10 minutes away from ten minutes. yeah 10 minutes away <laughs> i was like Richard, have you heard from coach and amy when can we see them and we had scheduled already like the to do this ahead of time like last year so very excited looking forward to it so thank you yeah. thank you amy and you know what how about we begin go straight into your childhood, your family, you know, tell us a little bit about your upbringing and just growing up with your family. Yes, I would love to. So very, very grateful and um, blessed beyond measure to have been born into a family with parents that love the Lord Jesus with all their hearts. My dad is my spiritual hero for so many reasons. Um, I remember even, well, as far back as I can remember, watching my dad every single morning get up and spend time in the Word and in prayer. He would get up at 4, 4.30 in the morning and spend hours in the Word and wow. in prayer. And my my mom was just the most beautiful example of biblical womanhood that you could imagine. And so had my dad as my my spiritual hero who just modeled daily faithfulness, walking with the Lord, and my mom, just this perfect picture of what it meant to be a godly woman. And um, so very, very blessed to have such a strong heritage. And I feel that. I feel the, the weight <laughs> of that, the responsibility to really use the gifts and the uh, the heritage that I've been blessed with to further the kingdom and um, honor the Lord with that. So when I was, oh goodness, so four years old um, is when I came, when I came to Christ and just on Sunday, actually Steve Lawson was preaching at Grace Community Church and he gave an incredible message titled the greatest testimony ever given. And so if any of your subscribers, (laughs) if they haven't listened to it, they should listen to it. It was fantastic. And one of the things that he said in his sermon was every testimony has a before, at, and after conversion. And so you might think, oh, you came to Christ at four years old. What what could you possibly remember from before conversion? But the Lord's been really kind in giving me a memory that I can actually recall things from my childhood as early as two years old. I can... Mm-hmm. And, even before that, I can remember some things. And so I definitely remember being very wicked. I was just a wicked little girl. My mom could tell you just stubborn and willful. And I had a temper and a mouth on me and just not, not, um, not at all 
what I looked like after conversion. And there was a very, there was a very stark contrast. Um, I remember, I remember just being, uh, so selfish and so manipulative and lying often. (laughs) Um, my, (laughs) my grandpa nicknamed me stormy. My (laughs) uncle called me thundercloud. My mom always would say, Oh, it's because you had such cute curls and it looked like a cloud around your head. And that was not why it was because I was not, it was like, if you crossed me, I was just a pill. So (laughs) look out. (laughs) So At four years old, I remember my mom every night would read from the Bible to me, the picture Bible and Bible stories, but she would often finish our time reading together, sharing the gospel with me and talking about how I was a sinner and I needed a savior. Jesus was that savior. And there was one night specifically, and I'd probably been an especially bad girl that day, <laughs> but I remember I'm gonna bring the knowing, <laughs> knowing how wicked I was yeah. and that I was for sure going to hell and that that's what I deserved and recognizing that I needed a savior and that Jesus was that savior. And so I, it was a very simple faith at that moment. I don't think I understood much beyond that, but, but at that point I fully depended on Christ for salvation and knew that there was no way that I could merit heaven on my own and that I was completely, completely disqualified. And so, Mm -hmm. um, and I can, I can see from that moment going forward, how the Lord has sanctified me and I can see the work of the spirit in my life slowly (laughs) changing me to make me more like Christ. I really struggled, um, having been raised in a Christian home. And because I came to Christ at such a young age, I think one of the ways that Satan really likes to disarm the church is, is by, uh, getting believers to really question their salvation. And I struggled often with assurance and, um, which totally immobilizes you. Right. And looking back, I, I really can see now that the reason I struggled so much with assurance is because I had a prideful tendency to be very self-reliant and Mm. that manifested itself in, in many ways, striving to be perfect in my own strength and to become more like Christ in my own strength. And I, like I said, was raised in such a godly family where I had the word taught to me. My dad was a pastor and I sat under his teaching growing up. And so I, I knew what I wanted to be. And yet I I think I was much like the church in Galatians where having come to Christ in faith. I was trying to be perfected in Mm -hmm. the flesh. And Mm -hmm. so that, that caused me to often question my salvation because if any, if any aspect of our salvation depends on Mm -hmm. us, well, of course we're going to question and, and doubt our Mm -hmm. assurance that, that we are in Christ because we all fail and fail often. And so if any Mm -hmm. part of it is based on my own doing, I'm doomed. (laughs) Right. And so, um, I think that 
the thing that the Lord has been so, so kind to show me over the years as I grew in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus was how every aspect of my salvation from conversion, sanctification, and my sanctification all the way until one day I'm in heaven glorified Mm -hmm. with the Lord Every aspect of it, every step of the way is all of Christ and none of me. And I bring nothing to the table. I contribute nothing except the sin. And so, um, and there have been, there have been several um, milestones in my life that I can look back on where the Lord really broke me of that Mm -hmm. self-reliance. One of them specifically late high school and then, um, early college, I really struggled with disordered eating. And I was mm-hmm. never clinically diagnosed as having an eating disorder, but I certainly had a, a problem. And it it was total idolatry. And it, it, I would say it was a, a physical manifestation of my desire to be perfect and not just achieve my own righteousness, but physical perfection. And I wanted to be perfect in the classroom. So many things. I was just constantly chasing perfection. And then that contributed to my doubting of my salvation because I kept failing and comparing myself to this perfect standard I wanted to attain, but then realizing I could never reach it. And the Lord was so kind to reveal to me that sin of idolatry. And, but even when I realized that and wanted to overcome the disordered eating and recognize that it was wrong, even in my attempt to overcome it, I was trying to do it in my own strength. And so it really was when I met my husband that the Lord helped me understand what was maybe incorrect thinking on my part that was causing such a struggle and my inability to overcome Mm -hmm. this sin. And I would say I had understood so clearly up to that point that I was relying on Christ for my salvation, but it's the great exchange. It's It's not just that Christ takes our sin and takes the punishment that we so deserve to take. He also gives us his perfect life. And so realizing I'm not perfect and I can't be perfect. Only Jesus is perfect and I need his perfect life. And that's uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, right? God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. That's the first part of it, but so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And so it's that, yes, he took my sin, but I also get his righteousness. And so understanding that was huge for me. And it's not that I'd never been taught that before, but the Lord really used my husband to communicate that to me mm-hmm. in a in a different way that was so, so life-changing for me. And I think I think the key was I was trying in my flesh to become more righteous and to become something that I guess I thought I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And the Lord used my husband to teach me it's not about becoming something that you aren't already. In Christ, you have been made a new creation. And so it's not about striving in your own flesh, pulling yourself up by your mm-hmm. bootstraps to try mm-hmm. to become something that you're not. It's about recognizing that you have already been made in the righteousness mm-hmm. of Christ as a believer and you are now striving to live up to what you've already been made. And that completely changed 
my yeah. thinking. And it was, it was at that point that I started to experience victory over a sin that I had struggled with and wrestled with for so many mm-hmm. years. And started to experience that abundant life in Christ. And that's, that was a huge, huge turning point for me. And I, um, I, I think one of, one of my favorite, favorite verses, it's actually on my wedding ring is Galatians 2 20. I've been crucified with Christ. Mm. It's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me and the life that I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And just learning to not only trust on Christ for, uh, being the propitiation for my sins, but trusting on him for his righteousness and mm-hmm. that I will never be perfect. I uh, um, Only Jesus is perfect, and it's learning to trust on him and abide in him day in, day out, that I can live and grow in, in Christ-likeness. That's well, thank my Thank you. That was awesome. Story. So we kind of cover a <laughs> little covered, bit of that's family. That's the testimony family. What else yeah. would you like to know? <laughs> You said that your husband, a co- coach, he coach, once yes. he <laughs> once the Lord brings him into your life, he's speaking truth to you from God's word, mm-hmm. and basically the Lord is convicting you of the mm-hmm. things that need to be taken, you know, to be cleaned up and to you know, but yeah. to let to for you to let go from your life. Even after that period, did you find yourself? Or have you find yourself where you find yourself struggling in your spiritual life? In, in in which areas will you say mm. after, you know, because there there is like, maybe that was a struggle back then, but what became then a struggle? Because that's the thing that happened with a lot of us. Like, like you said, uh, idolatry, idolatry can be anything for you. It was like having Absolutely. the perfect body, right? Mm-hmm. Being per- perfect. But l- then we can build other idols, you know, Absolutely. in our life. So did you find yourself after that, even now, you know, in your marriage and mm-hmm. when you, you know, yeah. comes into your, into your yeah, life. Yeah, that's such a good question. The Lord is so kind and he loves us so much that he doesn't allow us to stay the same. And he puts challenges and struggles in our lives that reveal what's in our hearts and allow us to lay those sins aside and put on Christ and continue to grow mm-hmm. in Christ likeness. I would say definitely that perfectionism is... Mm-hmm has reared its ugly head over and over again in my life. And I think, oh, I've, I've got it. I conquered it. I conquered it <laughs> with the disordered eating. But then over time, there's something else. And, oh, I thought I dealt with this. And, oh, that's ugly. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so I would say most recently, um, the thing that I've, I've seen that's been a struggle and it has been such a joy to just see the Lord work it out of me. And it's still a progress continuing to work it out of me. But I actually went back to school to get a master's degree a couple years ago and it popped up again. I <laughs> Oh, I just have to be perfect in the classroom. I, I never want to miss a question yeah. on any test. And just realizing the, the pride in that and wanting, wanting to be perfect and the Lord just showed that to me. Hey, that's still, that's still there. And that, that's something that you need to put off and, and put on, um, humility. And Mm -hmm. I would say that the, the key is having your mind renewed. And I, I think that I'm thankful for those struggles because any, any time I can see myself becoming 
upset because of a lack of perfection, a lack of, I, oh man, I, I didn't get a hundred percent on that test. I'm so upset about it. You know, it's like, yeah. that's a red flag to me that I've stopped abiding in Christ, mm-hmm. right? It immediately, oh, wow, that's, you're not abiding in Christ right now because you're complete in him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in him, you are complete, right? And yeah. so my value is all of Christ and none of me. Apart from Christ, I can do nothing of value, nothing of eternal significance. And I'm thankful for those those challenges that remind me only Jesus is perfect. And mm-hmm. I want to abide in him and know him more intimately so that I can walk in his righteousness. So did yeah. that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. That was perfect. Okay. <laughs> and I do understand because I tend to be that perfectionist. Like I like certain things in certain way. And I, especially after you get married, it's like when you get to see it more. So like I want, you know, like you want certain things yeah. one way, but you, you can't like, like it becomes an idol. Like you have to be careful because Things don't always, they're not always going to be perfect. I wish they would be the same, you know, the the Mm -hmm. way that I wanted them to be. Yeah. But yeah, that can definitely be. Absolutely. And when you're trying to keep all the balls in the air, being Mm -hmm. a wife and a student and having our ministry at master's and trying to juggle all these things. And I learned real quick, wow, I can't do them all perfectly. (laughs) And so that was so, so humbling and so good for me. And just remembering that my sufficiency is in Christ and it's not in perfect test scores or uh, being the perfect wife, making all my food from scratch or whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever. Because so we were just talking about that, how I, <laughs> yes. I brag about it, how you are always making everything from scratch. Oh, but I don't. <laughs> and I love that because I get treated very well when I go to her house. <laughs> so you just mentioned the, the master's university. So we heard the side from coach last time. So mm-hmm. I want to hear from your side. So how do you land in this position and Tell me a little bit about your journey with him. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love this story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I graduated from master's. My husband did not. Mm -hmm. And after I graduated, I actually moved home and was- where where was home? Home is Santa Rosa, California. Mm -hmm. That's where my parents were and where I grew up most of my life. So I moved back with my parents and was working and involved in my dad's church with the youth group. And- So the year after I graduated from master's coach actually started assistant coaching at master's. Mm -hmm. And so he was coaching my little brother. That's how we met. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. We broke all the rules. You're probably not (laughs) supposed to date your athlete sister, but (laughs) we, yes, (laughs) I could go into a little bit more. You want to hear a little more about (laughs) the story? So my little brother was saying, Oh, you need to date my coach. He's perfect for you. And, He was, you know, telling him the same thing. You need to date my sister. She's perfect for you. And we ignored him. We ignored him for a year and a half. And then finally, um, when I was down visiting my brother, we went out to coffee and I knew four hours later I was going to marry him. Wow. (laughs) Wait. Yes. I'm sorry. Wait, what? Four hours later. Yes. Four hours later. Well, ladies. Okay. That's a sign. I know. If anyone... If anyone else had told me that that had happened, I'd be like, you're crazy. I think you need counseling. But <laughs> I think you need a counseling. No, it was it actually, that was another, that's another yeah. sweet part of my testimony. I had really always 
in my heart really wanted to be somebody's helper. And really, I, I it wasn't that I had, I had never had a lot of career aspirations myself, although I would have never told anyone that because I projected this independent, self-sufficient woman, you know, and so I would not have told a soul, but I, deep down, I just, the Lord had put it in my heart because I had seen it modeled to be by, by my mom. My mom was my dad's perfect helper and she made him better. (laughs) And I, and I saw that and I wanted to be that and I saw how it honored the Lord. And so I really wanted to be a part of someone's ministry and just get behind them and help make them better at whatever it was that the Lord had given them to do. And so I went to masters. I never dated anyone while I was there. All of my friends, you know, ring by spring. And I was like, what's the matter with me? (laughs) I get to be, (laughs) I get to be, you know, almost 25 years old and I'm still single. And I'm thinking, oh, the world has passed me by. I'm going to be single the rest of my life and all of it. And it was so sweet because the Lord brought me to just another level of surrender where it was like, okay, I, if, if I'm going to be single the rest of my life, that is okay. Like all I want is Jesus. And the idea of being in a relationship that wasn't what the Lord wanted was very, very distasteful to me. I just, I just Mm -hmm. wanted God to get all the glory from my life. And whether that be as a single or married, I, it didn't matter. And it, it was really, I still remember sitting in my bedroom with my Bible open and just crying, pouring out my heart to the Lord. And I was like, I I just want you. That's all I want. And (laughs) so the next day, coach called me and asked me to go out to coffee with him. So I think the Lord just wanted, wanted all of my heart, nothing, no, no place in my heart that I was keeping for me, (laughs) right? No idols. And so I think that was just that point where I was totally broken before him. All I wanted was his perfect will for me. And then, and not that it always happens that way, but that's the way the Lord worked in my life. And so the very, that, that weekend, I, I just instantly knew this is, this is it. This is the person that the Lord wants me to, to help and to, to serve him with. And so we were engaged a month later and <laughs> married pretty soon after that. And how, so, how long have you guys been married now? So it'll be 14 years this summer and yeah. every day is better. Every day is better. So <laughs> yeah, we are, we are so thankful for the marriage that the Lord's blessed us with. Mm-hmm. So it is, you asked about our ministry at master. Mm-hmm. So that's how that happened. So as soon as we were married. He was already coaching at Masters. And so I just jumped in as his assistant coach. And it has been such a fun journey. The Lord has grown us tremendously over the last 14 years. And there's there's just nothing more exciting than sitting on the sidelines and watching God transform young people. They come mm-hmm. in and we just we just get to watch their lives transformed as they grow and and to to get to be a, a part of it and mm-hmm. Um, our, our hearts are just to mentor our athletes towards Christ-likeness. And so it's a really unique ministry to have together. I think maybe one of the best things we have to offer them is just to, by God's grace, model what a marriage ought to look like, mm-hmm. um, between believers and, um, to model the, the love between Christ and, 
the church, his bride. And so that's really, that's, that's our heart. And we love <laughs> anyone who knows me knows I'm extremely competitive. So we like, we that love, too. we love the competition. Yes. <laughs> oh, I know. We've, we've played games together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don't invite me to play games. With <laughs> it gets spicy. Yeah. Fairly quickly. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So no, we we're very competitive and we want to be excellent at what we do because that gives us a platform to share the gospel. But that's really just a, a backdrop, a means to an end for us. We, we ultimately just want to see our athletes living mm-hmm. lives, surrendered to the Lord, loving him, growing in Christlikeness. And so the sport is just our medium that mm-hmm. we use to do that. And I love it. I get to build sweet relationships with all of these girls that are a part of our roster and um, see them at their highs and lows and just live life with them. I mean, yeah. we we get to see our athletes, some of them seven days a week because they go to church with us. So um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's really wonderful. So, so yeah, you just mentioned about, um, you focus more on the girls. Mm-hmm. So uh, can you share just how the Lord, the opportunities that you've had, you know, to minister to this ladies and how you've seen them yeah. grow, but how has the Lord also helped you to grow personally? Oh, yeah. spiritual walk? Oh, I love that question. Yes. I will start. I will start with how they've helped me grow. It goes back to the self-reliance issue and how the Lord has just been so faithful to break me of my self-reliance and my trying to be righteous in my own strength. I think the thing that the Lord has taught me is how inadequate I am apart from Christ. And mm-hmm. I I have these lovely, amazing young women that have been entrusted to me that are under my care to mentor and to model what it looks like to be a godly woman. And I so long to do that. And I long to have wisdom and be able to, to lead them and point them towards Christ. And yet I know in my flesh, I am so, so inadequate. And so I think it's just a huge gift and a huge blessing from the Lord to have to to be aware on a daily basis that these young women are looking up at me and mm-hmm. realizing I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I am totally dependent on mm-hmm. the Lord for that. And and I think too knowing that I can't give them anything that I don't have myself. And so the first thing is always cultivating my own intimacy with the Lord. You you become like what you look at. And mm-hmm. if I'm not constantly looking at Christ, I won't become like him. Daily being reminded that I have to keep my eyes fixed on Christ and I have to seek him in his word and cultivate my relationship with him and depend on him in prayer so that I become like him, so that I can say to my girls, follow me as I follow Christ. They, you know, you hear people say often that you learn the most when you're teaching. And it's so, it's so true. It's such mm-hmm. a privilege to be in that position where I'm I'm constantly aware that I am modeling something to these young women. And it, mm-hmm. it just reminds me to throw myself at the mercy of Christ and be dependent on him for every word I speak and every action, knowing that they're they're watching and that it matters. That's how I've 
I've grown just increasing in my dependence on the Lord because I want to see them grow. (laughs) So, um, and I would say, what was your other question? What is, what is my ministry to them? Yeah. So how, what are some of the opportunities in which way has the Lord given you opportunities to minister Mm, to them? That's all. It's always the unexpected times. And I, I think that building relationships with them, just spending time with them so that when the moment comes that they're being tested or that a trial comes, then I, I have that platform. I have that place in their lives where Mm -hmm. we have a friendship and they would want to come to me and share their heartaches and their struggles with me. So it's not usually in a formal setting that those (laughs) things happen. It's when we're on the bus and Mm -hmm. one of them gets a, a phone call that their grandma has cancer or a boyfriend dumps them or what, you know, all of the things. Spending time together, I love having them in my home. I think that's mm-hmm. my my favorite way of ministering to them is to just let them see what my life looks like when I'm doing life and with my husband and mm-hmm. how we interact and how we serve the Lord together. So it's a lot of just kind of pulling them into our world too yeah. and and letting them see what that looks like. I think people learn the best by having things modeled to them rather than just told or explained. Mm-hmm. But if you can see it, yeah. it's it's easier to emulate. Yeah. yeah, I've had amazing, amazing opportunities. I think one of the things that has been really sweet over the years is I, I mentioned having had disordered eating and it is so amazing to me how the Lord has redeemed that part of my life and how God can use even our sin and our poor choices to glorify himself. And mm-hmm. that that idolatry in my life and surrendering that to the Lord really led me to want to understand nutrition science and understand mm-hmm. how did God design my body and mm-hmm. what does the Bible have to say about food and about how we eat, all of these things, and and from being able to understand from a biblical perspective. And so that's been something that I've pursued. That's why I went back to school to get my master's Mm -hmm. degree in nutrition and dietetics so that I can have that understanding. And it has been so sweet. Our God is sovereign. Who, Who would have thought, having struggled with disordered eating, that I would end up marrying a track and field coach where I'm working with female athletes so many, so many female athletes struggle with eating disorders and body image issues. And so to be able to take something that was such a struggle for me and so much sin in my life and to see how the Lord's redeemed that and is using that to be able to encourage and come alongside younger women and help them yeah. grow and overcome that has been such a blessing. So yeah. that's been that's definitely been a highlight, especially the last the last few years, the Lord's just done some really sweet things. So yeah. I'm thankful for that. Well, Richard benefited from that too. When after, Got to fatten yeah. him up. <laughs> that yeah. was my project. When he came yes. out of the hospital, went in with you guys right after his surgery, mm-hmm. he was literally dying. Like he was so, so skinny. And skinny. I think he was there maybe for a month mm-hmm. and, and so. Yeah. And he made so month. much progress for the care that you guys just so gave fun. him. So it was that such was, a joy. Well, yeah. 
He was such, well, both of you were (laughs) such a gift to us during that time. It was right in the midst of COVID when no one was seeing anyone because it was all new and we didn't really know what was going Mm -hmm. on. And Mm -hmm. it was such a joy to have the two of you in our home because we had fellowship. Oh yeah. We had sweet fellowship and it was, it was so fun to nurse him back to health and watch his body recover and watch the Lord just renew his soul to the point where he was, there was so much uncertainty because of his sickness, because of COVID. And he came in and it was like, when are you getting married? I don't know. I don't know. You know? And then by the time he left, there was a date. We were all excited. We yeah. were planning a wedding. Well, that's the reason why he actually left you guys. Because yeah, he then he came to get our place apartment. ready. <laughs> he was getting an apartment, so getting it ready. So when we got married. so fun yeah. and such a, such a privilege to watch him. Yeah. He never complained. Not one time. I could write a book on lessons I learned from your husband <laughs> during that time. Yeah, such, and such I don't hear him complaining here. I think Never I'm the one complains. who always complains, honestly. I have to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. That's like, oh my gosh, that's like something like I'm, I'm a work in progress. So he, I, I'm learning from him as well. Mm, so the Lord so, so perfectly matches us with our spouses. They shore up our weaknesses yeah. and we shore up theirs. So yeah. but praise the Lord for that. And praise the about Lord. Spouses. Mm-hmm. Last time that yes. your husband was sitting right here, I asked him one question. What were three things that he loved about you? So oh, now we're yes. going to hear from you. <laughs> what are three things that you love about your husband? Oh, that's easy. Only three. I only I'm gave him three. So only three, three for you. <laughs> yes, only three. <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows I love to talk about my husband. Okay. Three. I thought you might ask. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I planned ahead of time. Oh, so she got she learned from the previous I episode. did. I learned. <laughs> so the first thing I would say is his passion. Most importantly, his passion for the Lord. My husband loves the Lord with all his heart and he fears him. And whatever he does, he does all in, all out. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> 100%. He doesn't do anything halfway. And I adore that about him. That was one of the things that attracted me to him in the first place was his passion and specifically for the Lord, but that overflows into everything that he does because he does it unto the Lord. So his passion is the first thing. The second thing is his wisdom, (laughs) his wisdom. He is like a 65 year old (laughs) trapped in a 30 something year old's body sometimes. And that was the reputation he had before we met. Actually, everyone who knew him would say he's so passionate about the Lord and he's so wise and he is wise. He is Mm -hmm. so wise. And I'm so thankful for that because I am so not wise. So (laughs) I am very grateful to have been given such a wise husband. Um, He's wise because he walks closely with the Lord and he fears him. So Mm -hmm. the third thing, and this is something I think I have come to cherish and appreciate, especially within the last several years, is his humility. Mm -hmm. He, He is a man who walks humbly before the Lord. And I've learned so much from his humility. That's, as I mentioned, something that self reliance, that prideful self reliance, that's something that I 
long to be more like as I watch his humility. He's a person who just so, he's so willing to accept criticism and he, he asks for it. He's constantly asking people, how can I do this better? What weaknesses Mm -hmm. in me do you see? And he, he invites that input is never resentful of it. Mm -hmm. He, he welcomes it because he just wants to be like the Lord. He's not easily offended. (laughs) So I, I love that humility. And it's such a good reminder to me of the humility of our savior and those three things, his passion, his wisdom, and his humility are what I love most. So Thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for taking this time to joining me and share this, uh, your you testimony. And I think going back to what you mentioned about the uh, sermon from last week, yes. from last Sunday, from Steve Lawson, I think for all of us, when I was listening to the sermon, I was thinking of this podcast. Absolutely. Automatically. Absolutely. I just thought about this it and one... I think it just made me appreciate and give thanks to the Lord for this opportunity that we get to sit here and just listen to the work of the Lord. Like one of the things that he mentioned, this is not to glorify ourselves. If a, a testimony is not accompanied to pointing to Christ and Christ alone, yes, then, you know, it's yes. not really, a, you know, a no. testimony, you know, because it's like, are we exalting Christ? Are we praising God? And that's, exactly what I hear every time that I have a guest here. They don't ever say, oh yeah, I saved myself and I this, this, that. No. One thing they say, I, I was a wretched sinner. That, that's something that you were mentioning. I was a sinner since I can remember and I am a sinner. And that's what everyone says. Yeah. And it was Christ. Christ was the one who came and changed everything. His righteousness was imputed to us and we don't deserve that. And so that to me, it was just a time to reflect and to really meditate and to give thanks to the Lord just for how blessed we are to hear all of these testimonies that in the end of the day, they all point to Christ and Christ alone, not to anything good that we have in us. The only thing good in us, the only good thing in us is Christ himself. So thank you for sharing and thank you for doing that and for sitting here with me. And friends, thank you also for watching this podcast. Thank you so much for those listeners. I want to mention, thank you for the 1,000 downloads. <laughs> thank you to <laughs> all of you who faithful listeners and people who have subscribed to the channel. Thank you so much. Again, I just want to give a big shout out to our friends at the BART Network. As of 2000, December 31st, 2020, we are part of the BART Network. So you will be able to find us there very soon. Thank you again for everyone who is supporting us, to every one of our guests who just take of this time, you know, of their time to come and share their testimony with us. So I will ask Amy to close us in prayer. Yeah, absolutely. Father, we love you. We worship you. Thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for salvation that we do not deserve. Thank you that Christ is not only the propitiation for our sins, but he is all of our righteousness. We we have nothing to stand on, nothing to contribute to our salvation. It is it is all of Christ from the moment of conversion all the way until we are with you in heaven. It is all of Christ, all of your grace, and um, we depend on him and we we trust on him. Lord, um, thank you. Thank you for saving 
undeserving sinners like myself. And um, we just we just ask that the testimonies that are shared on this podcast would that we recognize that the testimonies are not um, powerful in themselves. They're only powerful insofar as the gospel is is proclaimed. The gospel is what has power, Lord. And we just ask that you would use this time and um, future podcasts to draw those that are lost to yourself and to encourage those that, that know you. We love you, Lord. We ask these things in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening or watching our podcast. If you're enjoying our podcast, we would like to invite you to support us by leaving us a review. Let us know how you have been encouraged by each one of the stories that you have listened here. Also leaving us your feedback. You can also help by following us on social media on Instagram and Facebook or by liking or commenting on our post and also by sharing with your friends and family. Also, don't forget to subscribe on our podcast and YouTube channel. Another way that you can also help us is financially by visiting our Patreon page by going on the link here on the description.